This is Mouth Media Network, audio for business. Hi, I'm Scott Emmons, uh, brand ambassador uh, and retail innovator uh, with PowerFront. And uh, what I love about innovation is the opportunity to mix uh, creativity and and technology uh, to solve real problems for real people. From New York City, you are listening to Fashion Is Your Business, covering the intersection of innovation and business in the fashion industry. Hey, everybody, and welcome to the show. So glad you are here with us. I'm Mark Rico, and, of course, also here is the great and powerful Pavan Ball. <laughs> is it is it because of the new stylish bun that I have, or what's the great and well, powerful that, part? That that's what kept me from calling you Emperor Pavan Ball. Oh wow! Because the, well, the well, bun, the bun, the <laughs> bun demoted you to just great and powerful. Well, so. I'll go back to uh, a greeting then. How's it going, Mark? How are you? <laughs> hey, Pavan. Good to see you. Uh, also with us, and also great, and also powerful is Mr. Scott Emmons, who we do appreciate so much. This is not his first time on the show. The first time we had Scott on this show, we were in Atlanta at, if I remember correctly, I think it was. Um, e-commerce USA or something like that was the name of the show. Something like something that. like that. And 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 the show we literally recorded our interview as the show was being dismantled around us very loudly. Yeah. Uh, but but we stuck it out and braved it out and uh, ended up with a wonderful discussion and and a and a, and a great relationship since. So Scott, welcome back. It's very very nice to see you, sir. Thank you so much for having me back. Though I'm not sure I'm comfortable without all the clanging and of the scaffolding coming down and the carpet being ripped up and all the other, uh, you know, amazing sound effects we had the first time around. Well, let me let me make you feel at home a little bit. <laughs> I'll just clang a few things for you. Anyway, so Scott, uh, maybe a great place to start. You know, you were at a different place doing some different things, some same things back then and you've had many adventures since and 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 now you're 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 doing some of the same things but a lot of them different right now can you catch us up a little bit about how you that was how you're... The, the craziest question i've ever heard <laughs> good you might be here you might be yeah. there but you're somewhere yeah. but where where are you scott what's going on these days tell us about what you're up to sure well physically i'm in dallas texas okay uh, and uh uh, working uh, out of my home as I have been since uh, I think NRF uh, uh, 2020 was the last time uh, that I had uh, made an appearance outside of my home because soon after, uh, as we all know, the you know the world sort of fell apart uh, uh, there and uh, uh, travel as we know it and all the all the things we used to love to run around the country and even the globe and do have pretty much disappeared. Yeah. Uh, uh, at this point. So yeah. uh, that is it has been an interesting, you know, coming up, you know, three quarters of a year, whatever it's been. It, it seems like a lot longer. Uh, uh, you know, Amen. I have to Amen. tell you. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm, uh, you know, I, 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 you know, getting by that, you know, my wife, uh, who's also, you know, dealing, you know, with this, I think is, uh, you know, sometimes is having, you know, those pull her hair out moments, you know, as uh she can't wait, you know, to get to the other side of this and, you know, some sort of return to normalcy. We're, uh, we're big fans of travel, for instance, and mm. not being able to do that is, uh, you know, kind of like taking away our main hobby, <laughs> basically. I, I, can, uh, I, I can appreciate that. I, I got married about a year and a half ago, and we still haven't been able to take our honeymoon. Uh, and uh, it's 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 I can only think of the number of people in the world who have had very major life events changed and the trajectories of their life change just simply because of an inability to travel. I, I hear you could get a real deal on a cruise though. You sure can. <laughs> you probably get the whole damn boat to yourself. I yeah. would imagine. So. Yeah. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, since I let, I, you know, I actually left Neiman Marcus at the end of 2018. So, you know, uh, in terms of where the world is, especially where is retail today, it's, it, it, it feels like a different generation. Uh, at that point. And, you know, the project, the, the big project I was working on uh, at the time I left Neiman Marcus was the Hudson Yard store, uh, which uh, they've, uh, I think, 
pretty much already torn apart, uh, you know, and shut down uh, uh, at this point, which is just unbelievable to me uh, uh, when I think about all the work that went into that uh, project. Uh, you know, when I left Neiman's, you know, I spent some time uh, at Current Global, uh, which I know you guys are well familiar with. Uh, you know, so kind of, you know, innovation consulting, you know, uh, you know, is uh, probably the simplest way to explain it. Uh, and, uh, you know, my, my time there wasn't that long. It was, uh, uh, you know, about eight months. You know, Current Global was a startup in and of itself. And, you know, some of the hopes and dreams uh, uh, that I had when I joined them, along with, you know, their founder, just didn't jibe, you know. And, you know, after about eight months of, you know, giving it the old college try, uh, we decided, you know, that uh, we we should part ways. And, and so I left Current Global. And to be honest, Current Global itself no longer exists, you know, was, uh, you know, sort of acquired and sucked into another entity uh, uh, since then. So uh, uh, it's, it's basically not there anymore. But, you know, I, I did make a lot of, of uh, I enjoyed my time there first, I would say, but, and I did make a lot of great connections with uh, new startups uh, and new technology providers and, you know, uh, things that, you know, I could take with me, uh, you know, as I continued to, to think about retail innovation. Uh, uh, upon leaving uh, Current Global, I joined uh, forces with Mimomi, uh, which is one of my great technology partners when I was at Neiman Marcus, uh, and who has some, you know, amazing, you know, kind of mixed reality uh, uh, things for retail. Uh, in terms of fashion try-on and for uh, eyewear and for beauty and uh, uh, skincare uh, uh, and, and delivering experiences. You know, the, at the time, the focus really being in-store physical retail experiences. Uh, and as you can imagine, uh, they pivoted much more onto online uh, e-commerce, you know, sort of focused experiences because nobody's buying the physical stuff <laughs> right now. Uh, and to be honest, there wasn't enough activity for me being kind of, you know, a specialist in that, you know, that, that in-person customer journey. Uh, uh, so uh, I, I picked up with another great partner uh, uh, that I met while I was at Neiman Marcus, uh, PowerFront, uh, who does uh, uh, chat messaging and video uh, for brands and, 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 and really wider than just retail, you know, also in, uh, universities and in government, uh, and in, you know, other verticals, uh, you know, we, we are, you know, the offerings relevant, you know, anybody, anybody that wants to deliver real hands-on human white glove, you know, sort of customer service, uh, uh, to customers that are, are coming to them over digital channels, uh, uh, PowerFront can help uh, uh, deliver that. So, uh, uh, and, you know, I would say that timing for that's pretty good considering, you know, how much the physical is not happening right now. Uh, and, you know, we've, uh, you know, lots and lots of, 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 of enterprises have, have, have uh, pivoted to uh, uh, offsite digital uh, uh, conversations with their customers. You know, Scott, um, when we, when you had introduced me to PowerFront, the first time, you know, my initial reaction without seeing a demo was, uh, or I guess uh, my vision of it was uh, a simple kind of uh, CRM styled or like client service styled tool, right? Or an AI directed, uh, you know, chat. But it's it's far from that. Uh, what I what I later came to discover is your use of visualization in PowerFront is something that I've never seen before. Um, uh, taking avatars, placing them in your virtual kind of world uh, in real time. So, uh, I mean, maybe you could walk through it a little bit better, but what I understand is if I'm a, um, someone who's sitting behind a, a sales uh, um, capacity, if, if I'm in a sales capacity or a customer service capacity at a retailer, and uh, there are folks in my online environment searching for specific things, whether it's uh, jewelry or makeup or fashion. I can see where they are. I can see their intent, whether they're online. Uh, and they really make it visual to the point where I could see it like a sales floor and help them accordingly. Is that what you're still doing there? Yeah, it's, it is. And, that, and, and, you know, that's a good description, though. You know, I have to say one of the, uh, you know, one of the challenges with, 
uh, uh, doing kind of, you know, uh, this brand ambassador gig, you know, which is, you know, uh, there's a lot of business development, you know, as, as part of that. Uh, it is a challenge to describe it in a way that does it justice. One of those, you've got to see it to believe it uh, 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 kind of technologies, uh, in my opinion. Uh, and, and, and until you've seen it, you don't, you don't really understand the whole story. And, and I'll tell you, you know, it started with me uh, sitting in the retail chair, right? You know, sitting on the, on the retail side of the uh, table and being pitched to. Uh, and the gentleman that came in uh, and, and was doing the, you know, the pitch for PowerFront was actually uh, the guy that founded the uh, e-commerce business at Neiman Marcus, a guy named Bernie Fias. Uh, uh, showed up, uh, you know, I got a call and said, hey, I'm Bernie Fias. I said, hey, you're famous. You started our e-commerce business, uh, uh, you know, and uh, he said, I want to come in and show you something. And I was like, sure, I'm, you know, I'm all ears. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, his reputation definitely preceded him, uh, you know, at Neiman Marcus. So, yes, I was more than, you know, happy to hear what he had to say. Uh, and he came into my lab and did, you know, a, a, a live demonstration you know, spend an hour, you know, with me, you know, going over what it was. And it was one of those, you, you don't get a lot of them, uh, you know, when you're being pitched new technology, you know, there's an awful lot of the, yeah, that's an interesting idea, but it's never going to, you know, it's never going to scale or we're never going to be able to afford to do it, or it doesn't really solve a, you know, a problem for my customer. Uh, uh, you know, you, there's a, there's, you got to kiss a lot of frogs, I like mm -hmm. to say, right. To, you know, to get to, you know, the, the, the magical stuff. Uh, and this was one of those, you know, kind of aha moments when I saw it. So, you know, the aha for me was this let me deliver an experience to a customer shopping the website that was on par with what my sales associates were doing for customers walking in the front door. Um, and that was super important, you know, especially when I, you know, when I thought about how much effort I had put into taking all the great digital capabilities we had uh, and applying them to customers in the store. You know, Neiman Marcus didn't really have a lot of digital in their store when, you know, we started thinking about, uh, you know, technology innovation uh, at Neiman's. Uh, and so there were, uh, you know, we spent a lot of time thinking about that. And, and this turned it on its head and let me do, you know, some of the things that we were already great at in the store and deliver that to digital customers that we had, and to be quite honest, been shortchanging when it came mm -hmm. to the customer service side uh, of someone shopping the website. I'll, I'll say right. if the if the trend is to make your website act like your store, uh, then PowerFront really hits those chords, uh, especially when it comes to enabling your customer service team or your sales team. Well, I think it. I think it certainly. Uh, uh, if if you think about you know uh, uh, you know what Steve Dennis is going around you know talking about harmonized retail, mm -hmm. uh, you know I think this is a tool that helps deliver. You know, harmonized retail, you know, which is the fancy way of getting rid of that omni-channel word uh, that we all we're all so sick of. Well, we went omni-channel to unified, now to harmonized. Yeah. Let's yeah, think of another I, you word. Know, Come on. I was, I was, yeah. you know, well, I was wondering, I was wondering what the next catchy word would be, and I, of course, leave it to a conversation with you uh, to to learn what's up. I love uh, what's that. Up next, so harmonized it is. Yeah, you know, and, and, you know, next year we'll have a different yeah. word, I'm sure. Orchestrated. Orchestrated. <laughs> yeah. Yes. I'd like you to join me in supporting an extraordinary mission to make arts education real for underserved kids nationwide and help keep the creative connection alive. Look, arts are not a luxury. From the time that kids develop motor skills, they rely on the arts to learn how to communicate. Arts are a great collaborative experience and they teach us how to critically think and empathize and understand the human condition. So Mouth Media is proud to partner with AHA Broadway and support their efforts to help bring these vital services back to schools. With every dollar AHA Broadway raises, they will directly serve the kids of New York and beyond. Please visit ahabroadway.org slash 1000kids. Again, that's ahabroadway.org slash 1000kids. And please 
contribute anything you can to their crowdfunding effort. Scott, what has made this possible at this moment? And what I mean is, is this about an actual technological innovation achievement? Or is this that it sort of took this moment in time in innovation progression for someone to wrap their head around the need for this and that this was just a next logical step and someone did it? I, you know, I think it was, you know, uh, a lot of the latter and a little of the former, uh, you know, in, in terms of, uh, you know, I think that our founder at, at Powerfront, you know, had the epiphany, you know, as, a, you know, he was, uh, what, what Powerfront, Powerfront started out as a very different company. It was just, it was an e-commerce platform provider, you know, that helped retailers get online and actually deliver, you know, uh, digital commerce to customers, uh, you know, and founded back in 2001 when that was, you know, pretty new territory. Uh, for both the retailers and the people delivering the technology, right? Everybody was learning uh, at that point. And as you get into, say, 2014 or so, uh, uh, e-commerce platform, you know, and, 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 and digital commerce are now, you know, rapidly becoming table stakes and, you know, lots of different ways you can, you know, get to the party uh, 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 at that case. And, you know, I think... Uh, uh, you know, our founder, you know, was had a, a, the brilliant idea of upping the game uh, in terms of uh, 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 taking digital commerce to the next level, right? You know, uh, to take it, taking it to uh, uh, not, you know, not, uh, you know, what it was prior as a customer shopping an electronic catalog. Uh, and then all of a sudden we started layering all this technology on top of that. Uh, that was super good at guessing what it was you wanted to look at, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know. Right. Uh, but it, it wasn't it wasn't super good at uh, 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 helping you when you had a question or when you had a problem, mm-hmm. uh, uh, and it it wasn't good about marrying you with the right person at the right point in t- of, of of your journey to talk uh, uh, and to help make sure that uh, uh, you had what you needed, you had the help that you needed, uh, that you were looking at the product. Uh, 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 the right product, uh, and uh, uh, you know, you had someone uh, uh, you know helping guide you through the process, uh, and that's that's what you know Powerfront helps uh, uh, deliver. How how's your process been personally? I mean, you've been at you, with Neiman Lab. You were you you built that thing right. You were there for over a decade. Um, of course, you 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 got exposed to a ton of different innovations through your journey. Po- there and then post Neiman, uh, but being on that other side, like you know, your your name badge when you went to NRF January 2020 wasn't Neiman Marcus or a brand. Oh. It was it was a technology provider, which I, I, I would expect that most people kind of uh, shy away from, almost like the plague. So you're a keynote on one side, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you're a keynote one day, and then and then you step in and you're and you're looked at as somebody who's trying to peddle shit. So it's certainly it's it's certainly different, you know, with the with the with that Neiman Marcus badge, I had to turn it around. Yeah. You know, I had to turn it over mm-hmm. and hide who I was to be able to walk yeah. the exposition, you know, the walk the expo hall uh, and actually take it in, right? You mm-hmm. know, without being accosted uh, you know, every second step by by someone uh, like yourself. Yeah. Yeah, it didn't, you know, it it, <laughs> it uh, yeah, exactly. As it's by someone like myself, you know, and it didn't it didn't take yeah, all it took was that change over, right? You know, and now I, you know, I have that that vendor color, whatever it was, yellow mm-hmm. or whatever, you know, the little stripe is uh, that says you're you're there selling technology. You're not a you're not a retailer. Uh, to make it, uh, you know, I could, you know, roam the expo hall at will, yeah. <laughs> you know, without without any worry. Uh, 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 so it, it, I can tell you, I have a new appreciation for the amount of work it takes to build the relationship and trust with retailers. Uh, you know, when you're coming to the table with a technology story, yeah. uh, uh, you know, and I, you know, I did have the unique perspective of, I already understood what all the, you know, uh, the distractions and headwinds were happening, you know, from the retail side of the conversation and, and how difficult, uh, you know, time to give attention was, uh, you know, uh, you know, from a retailer's perspective, uh, but, you know, you know, actually living the role of, 
you know, someone in pursuit of partnerships, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a whole new appreciation uh, for the, you know, for the, the, you know, the art that has to be applied to that. Uh, to be good at it. Now, you mentioned that, of course, this was introduced through somebody that was revered in the internal org at Neiman. Um, and similarly with Memomi, Memomi came through your lab. Uh, so you, and, you're, and you're working with uh, Sal and, and his team closely uh, for quite some time uh, through that experience. But again, you're exposed to or you had been exposed to just a plethora of different innovations. Why, why Powerfront? Why did you decide to uh, – put your effort, your time, um, in, in this journey. May I, may I piggyback on that question a little bit from an additional dimension, uh, if you don't mind. And that is in addition to what Pavan said, how perhaps is Powerfront almost the culmination of all the other paths you've been on? How do they lead here? Let me start with the fact that Nima Marcos is a very early adopter of e-commerce, right? Uh, you know, that they, they, they began, uh, their website, I think it was 1997, something like that, right? Uh, so uh, in the very early days uh, of e-commerce, I, you know, I think that uh, monthly sales uh, in those early days were something like $20,000 a month uh, uh, or so, I'm told. Uh, you know, that graduated to, you know, by the time I was uh, involved in innovation at Neiman Marcus, that had grown into a billion dollar a year business, right? And, and a third of the revenue. Uh, uh, for the Neiman Marcus Group, so you know it it it, it had grown tremendously uh, as a contributor to the business. However, uh, you know where my time had been focused was that other two thirds of the business was the physical stores, which were well behind on the technology side of things. Right? You know, we we uh, Neiman Marcus was a very good luxury retailer, and you know uh, you know pulled all the you know pushed all the right buttons. Uh, you know for you know uh, you know uh, the product that they were selling and, and the type of service that sales associates delivered uh, to customers, but they were not taking uh, real advantage of technology in the stores uh, 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 in my earlier years there. And, and so I was lucky enough to be given the mission to begin uh, not only to, to fix the infrastructure, right? Uh, because there was really no network or, or, or digital infrastructure in the stores to deliver <laughs> any technical technology based experiences on. So, uh, you know, I spent, you know, several years, five years or more working with the team and the, the, the information technology team uh, uh, to fix that. Uh, and that led to my role in the innovation lab. Uh, you know, I, I got the innovation lab gig directly as a, a result of that work in fixing the foundation stuff. Uh, and, uh, you know, once I got the lab, you know, the, uh, you know, the focus really was about, okay, well, let's take all our great digital capabilities we've been building on since 1997 and start using, you know, uh, that backbone, uh, of, of data in, in store experiences. Right. Uh, and so now along comes Powerfront, uh, you know, after me spending several years doing that. Uh, and they offer a platform that lets me take all the great things that Neiman Marcus has been doing in the store for a hundred years, right? You know, since they were a one-store outfit in a you know dirt street downtown Dallas, Texas, right? Uh, uh, and take all the, the the wonderful things that they had learned, you know, about being uh, you know great person-to-person, human-to-human relationship-based, uh, you know, luxury retail. Uh, and leverage that in conversations that we were having with customers that were shopping the site online. That's it. That's how I got. That's what, you know, did the ding, you know, the light bulb went on over my head when I saw Powerfront. You know, the first thing that people think about uh, with Neiman Marcus is customer service. So I could uh, understand why uh, Powerfront uh, hit a certain tone with uh, with your team and, and it was prioritized. The first time I came across actually in Neiman Marcus was in Bethesda, uh, sorry, Chevy Chase, Maryland. And um, they had a store there. I've never seen anything like it, actually. And uh, I said, what, you know, at the time I was dating a girl that went to American University and, uh, you know, she was a luxury um, consumer and she would just rave about the customer service of Neiman Marcus. And it almost became a legend to me early on in my kind of journey into adulthood. (laughs) So, um, yeah, I mean, the the reputation precedes itself, and it's I'm, I'm it's staggering that one third of their business when you were there was e-commerce. 
That's a huge number. Yeah. It was, it was a huge number. And, you know, if you went and looked at what our, you know, uh, you know, what was happening with our competitors, their numbers look more like 10 to 12. Absolutely. Uh, when you thought about what their, their e-commerce contribution was. So uh, we were well ahead of the, the curve. Uh, uh, and, uh, I, you know, I have to tell you one of the, uh, it was actually kind of fun uh, things about, you know, Nemas is, you know, I had all sorts of, of technology providers coming to the lab, right. To, you know, uh, uh, show me their great idea and, and talk about why, you know, we should, you know, we should be using it, uh, Nima Marcus. And uh, quite a few of them were surprised to find that we already had a capability that was identical or very much like the one they were trying to sell us. We'd already built it ourselves uh, uh, in-house. At the, mm-hmm. uh, uh, while Nima Marcus, uh, you know, when I, when I first started there, wasn't famous for having technology in their stores. What a lot of people didn't know is they were very good uh, about uh, uh, using technology to uh, gather information about customers and tie that together in ways that allowed us to have an even more meaningful relationship with that customer. I, I suspect that you gave yourself the title of brand ambassador. Did you choose that yourself or was that what was um, uh, suggested? Yeah, uh, I think it was just suggested. You know, I, I don't know that I even love that title. I don't even. <laughs> to well, be I, I mean, I don't, yeah, I don't yeah. necessarily know what it means. Um, and and why, and the yeah, reason I, why I say that is because it seems intentionally vague. Well, the the idea it, it is intentionally vague because the idea is uh, that uh, uh, I was going to contribute in you know kind of direct. Uh, you know, sort of uh, uh, sales conversations with potential customers. Uh, uh, but also, uh, I was going to, you know, cont- be able to continue to evangelize, not just PowerFront, but retail and, and, and innovation in general, uh, uh, as part of my role, right? And that, uh, you know, I had, the, you know, I had the flexibility to, you know, go do things like this, like, you know, uh, you know, come spend some time and, and, and chat with you guys. Uh, uh, I'm a, uh, doing kind of my own, not nearly as cool and, and well-received as, you know, fashion is your business, but, uh, you know, I'm doing a little uh, uh, a podcast with a friend I have in uh, uh, Brazil, uh, you know, uh, on e-commerce uh, uh, as an example. Uh, and, uh, you know, I'm trying to publish, uh, you know, every now and then and, you know, get some, uh, you know, articles, you know, out into the world, on, uh, you know, on retail and, and innovation in general. Uh, as well, are you are you finding it difficult to to get those same keynote opportunities as you did before with the Neiman flag? Well, let's say even let, let's just take the pandemic out of the yeah, out of the absolutely. equation, absolutely. which means that you know all of the in person ones have have gone off the table mm-hmm. uh, uh, at this point. And you know, I'd have to say that uh, yeah, in general, uh, you know, I've had a few opportunities to go out and do kind of in person speaking. Uh, you know, since I left uh, Nima Marcus, but nowhere near at nowhere near the uh, uh, rate uh, as prior. Yeah. Uh, you know, when I had the title head of innovation for the Nima Marcus Group, mm-hmm. and it doesn't surprise me. I mean, I, you know, I, even when I was head of innovation at the Nima Marcus Group, I knew that the reason why people wanted to hear what I had to say was because of that. Right? Was because of the brand I was I was representing. I, I'm wondering. I'm seeing this model. Um... Pretty often, I'm realizing that as companies find a scale moment um, and they're growing their teams rapidly and they're finding more opportunity in the enterprise world, they're tapping people that were on the brand side to come in as either, uh, uh, you know, in your capacity as a brand ambassador or even an investor advisor, but like, you know, operating partners and things of that nature, people that are super tenured. Uh, would you suggest to other companies that they do kind of similar um like engage in a similar strategy if they're at that place of, of hyper growth or um, trying to attack that, or they're ready for it at least. I look, I think it's an advantage to, you know, have someone that knows, you know, has the perspective of the, the retail side of things and relationships. Right? Yeah. yeah. Relationships. Some, you know, you know, things have changed so much in just the last year that, uh, uh, you know, the relationship thing almost, uh, you know, has been diluted some, I think, uh, you know, especially when you think about how many awesome, you know, uh, career retailers have been thrown to the wind now 
uh, and are out looking for a new gig because their, you know, their company no longer exists. <laughs> if you think about, uh, you know, the number of uh, uh, bankruptcies and other things that, you know, we've seen uh, uh, this year, it's, it's incredible. Uh, but, you know, having, having the, the, you know, the, the inside knowledge of, uh, uh, you know, how scarce resources can be, you know, inside, you know, uh, uh, you know, a retail organization uh, and, uh, you know, uh, uh, how uh, decision making is done and, and that sort of thing, I think, I think is useful, uh, you know, for uh, folks that are trying to, you know, sell solutions to retailers. And that's especially true for young startups that aren't very good about uh, understanding the businesses that they're selling to at all. And, you know, my mm-hmm. opinion that they need help uh, and guidance. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm curious though, like, uh, and, and this is not a question uh, that's, I'm not asking you about what your comp structure is and, you know, I'm not directing it that way, but I'm wondering what incentivizes someone like yourself. So if I were in a position where I want to court Scott Emmons or a similar profiled person, uh, what am I offering? Are you are you incentivized by uh, compensation? Are you incentivized by uh, equity? Are you incentivized by passion um, or learning? Uh, you know, it's this is a complete optional um, position that you're taking right now. You you're doing it because you want to, of course. But what is taking that? What's the priority in terms of what makes you or someone like yourself you feel um, to get involved in this capacity? Small unmarked bills, basically. Look, why small? I've been I've been watching a lot of Ozark lately, man. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm with you, bro. <laughs> no, no. Uh, uh, you know, look, I, I for me, you know, I, th- I I think I'm at a stage of my career where it needs to be something that is interesting, uh, uh, and 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 you know, inspires me. Uh, and has a creative element, you know, and the, the compensation part of it is negotiable. You know, I have some flexibility there. I'm fortunate uh, uh, in, in that case. So, you know, I'm, I'm looking for the opportunity to be creative and make a difference. That's that's what motivates me to go out and take on the day, uh, if you will. So, Scott, this particular solution that you're the brand ambassador of, I know we talked a little bit about what that can look like uh, earlier in the conversation, but where is the difference for a brand once they implement this solution that you think it can make in their trajectory? It lets uh, your customer service team visualize the customer like a sales associate standing in a physical space visualized as a customer that's shopping in your store, number one. Um, you know, so it, it, it basically delivers real time context so that when you go into a conversation, it is not the inevitable. Uh, how can I help you? You know, I, I already have an idea of how I can help you because I have been provided contextual information about what it is you're doing and, uh, you know, what your past behavior has been and, you know, all these other things that that help me, you know, kind of already know how I can help you. And so I can come to the table you know, with a conversation that is, you know, immediately helpful instead of playing 20 questions to get to, uh, you know, the thing that you need, right, to, 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 to be happy, right, and, and to be uh, 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 successful in your, in your shopping journey. Uh, so that's a, that's a part of it. Uh, you know, the other part of it is that it, it does truly humanize the customer to the, your customer service team, right? It, 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 it means that, the conversations they're having uh, uh, with these shoppers uh, is much more human uh, and and much less the tip, like I said, the typical, how can I help you cadence uh, that yeah. you see uh, uh, when you're looking for uh, uh, help when shopping uh, 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 on a, on a website. We saw a huge difference at Neiman Marcus. Uh, and, you know, I would say even, you know, at first, at very first, there was even some pushback. Uh, because, uh, you know, uh, agents that were used to sort of just this one size fits all chat solution that we were on, uh, uh, were not necessarily appreciative that, you know, there were all these new things that they could do because, you know, that meant that there was more, you know, more work, right, you know, uh, uh, to be done. You know, they they, they, they kind of had to be led into, uh, 
uh, you know, why this was just a better way. And what, and once they, you know, once they got that story, uh, uh, there was no going back, right. You know, there was, there was no returning, uh, uh, to the original way of doing it. Uh, you know, one of the, the, the huge things we've seen with the pandemic now is this, this great rise in interest in video conversations now as well, uh, which, uh, that gets away a little bit from the power front core of that sort of, uh, AR, representation of a customer shopping and now you're you know you you have real images of people on both sides of the conversation but uh it does fill a hole you know that has you know been created by this you know you know inability to go see you in the store face to face uh and we see uh very very high-end brands like gucci leveraging it uh to continue uh you know the the the, the uh, relationships they have with their customers uh, and, you know, down the food chain to, you know, uh, you know, uh, for instance, we see a, a lot of interest and we're running a lot of uh, a video chats for beauty uh, uh, today. So, and, you know, these are the big, you know, players, uh, you know, uh, that you would find very recognizable, uh, you know, that are using our platform to put beauty consultants in direct contact with their customers uh, so that, uh, you know, uh, you know, even even if, uh, you know, I can't go out and, you know, go to the gala or whatever, you know, uh, you know, women seem to all still be maintaining their beauty regimens uh, and, and beauty sales, I think, are doing pretty well. Uh, and, and so these guys are looking for better ways to connect with their customers. That is that's led to uh, a huge interest uh, in our multi stream, our one to many uh, uh, product. There's there are others out there that are doing that as well. Uh, that allow, you know, a single beauty consultant to, you know, talk to 10 or 100 or 500 uh, folks at once and have it, you know, have a commerce enabled platform uh, that allows you to kind of talk about all the great things about, you know, this uh, serum or this eyeliner or this whatever, uh, this lipstick uh, uh, and, you know, put it right in their basket right there during that, you know, that kind of multi-stream conversation uh, uh, and let them, you know, uh, you know, Take that home, if you will. Scott, live stream shopping is a huge, huge avenue um, for retailers in, in, in China. I think uh, they hit about $2 billion in revenue out there. Uh, what, what are you and your team talking about in terms of the future for, um, you know, for, for live shopping uh, you know, applications here? Well, we're we're act, we're active in, in China, uh, uh, to be honest. And so we were inspired by what we saw. Uh, in China with live stream shopping and really are, you know, trying to bring that message now to, uh, to Europe and North America where, uh, you know, it's just starting to get traction, uh, 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 with folks. So, uh, uh, we think, uh, you know, even as things return to normal at some point and we all can go out and about and about our day, uh, there is still going to be a very, very nice market, you know, for, uh, uh, brands that want to, you know, talk to lots of customers at once, uh, and and give them the opportunity to, uh, you know, walk away with product that they learned about during that live stream. You know, of course, you're enabling the brand to talk to many, many people. Um, however, do you see like a, a customer to customer model in here, like almost like the old, um, you know, Mary Kay Cosmetics style uh, marketing, like home. Uh, home get-togethers, like Tupperware parties that are coming back, things of that nature? Well, I mean, I think that naturally follows. Uh, uh, yeah. You know, if you think about uh, uh, how easy it is for the world to communicate uh, with one another these days, that, you know, that's that, that's already happening somewhat, you know, with, uh, you know, I guess you could think of, you know, how influencers and others work in a way. Uh, uh, you know, and the, the platforms to enable it are just getting better. We actually had Amanda Patterson, uh, who's the founder of some, uh, uh, a company called The Call List that enables, um, you know, live stream shopping kind of parties and brand engagement in that way. I'd be curious to see if there's a, an opportunity to, to align on the product side for you there. Well, well you know, you, you sort of see, you know, at least very similar, you know, the, uh, you know, this whole virtual conferencing thing. Uh, you know, I think is related in some ways, uh, you know, to it as well. And, uh, you know, as soon as everybody figured out you weren't going to be able to take 40,000 retailers and send them to New York City or, uh, you know, uh, and do the big show uh, or whatever, uh, it didn't take them long to pivot, you know, to the to these virtual yep. conference models. 
so, so Scott, if you remember, I responded recently to your outreach, um, kind of talking through how PowerFront can be useful to the conference environment and um, bellwether culture. We've completely pivoted uh, due to COVID into uh, consulting and execution for digital events and gatherings. Um, so there's something there that I definitely want to uh, take offline with you in terms of figuring out how can brands be integrated into or even sponsored uh, brands, be, you know, sponsor relationships be integrated in a, you know, in a sell through capacity on digital events. Yeah, it's a lot of interesting, you know, things to think about. And, you know, how do you build uh, uh, revenue models that, you know, work for the producers as well as work for the attendees? Right. Uh, and, and how, how do you how do you uh, how does everybody walk away with something meaningful uh, uh, in that, you know, in that environment? Yeah, we we did something recently, uh, which was uh, live auctions, um, you know, for a for a foundation that was raising some money. But what they ended up doing is getting donations through their sponsors and it was sponsored items and that they were auctioning off for, for the, uh, the foundation and the nonprofit. Yeah, with the, I, I, I just I actually just got an invite. We go to this, uh, you know, our local animal shelter does a kind of a charity auction, you know, dinner thing every year that we enjoy going to. Uh, and we were sort of sad that it wasn't going to happen this year, but we just got an invite to the virtual version of it uh, just yesterday. So, I'm, you know, uh, uh, we'll definitely participate and, you know, can see where that's, you know, probably uh, there's a lot of activity out there in the world because, you know, the charitable needs haven't gone away. If anything, they're, they're even greater uh, than ever before. Yeah, uh, unbelievable. All right. Well, on that note, um, let's move on to the human part of the conversation with a round of off the grid questions. Because that wasn't human at all. That was that was there was nothing human about that at all. Uh, right after that. Every business has at least one big pivotal moment. The moment when you say, "Okay." We're at this turning point, so then what? I'm Lahari Neil Peretti, founder of LN Accounting Advisor. I hope you'll join me each week on my podcast, Then What? As we talk with successful business leaders who push past their business's biggest then what moments and succeed in an even bigger way because of effective leadership and solid business practices. It's inspiring and deeply useful information for any entrepreneur. Subscribe to Then What on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find the best podcasts. And now it's time for questions off the grid with fashion is your business. Scott, you may remember from our very first time as the world was was deconstructed around us at a conference, uh, this part of the show is called Off the Great Questions, where we get personal. Uh, we spin our gigantic wheel of grid destiny, and wherever it lands, that's who asks the question. So I'm going to give that thing a big spin. We can hear it now, which is nice. And uh, the first question comes from me. So, uh, Scott, obviously you're, you're, you've been spending much more time, not just because of the pandemic, but obviously just, just because of the, the realities of life in Texas. Uh, whereas you were obviously, for example, in New York and traveling around a lot more in your previous work. Um, what, what is it that you perhaps, uh, miss the most and don't miss the most from being in a city like New York? Oh boy. You know, I loved coming to New York, I, you know, but let me be very clear. I love visiting New York and I want to be you know, clear <laughs> on the visiting part of it. There was, there was a, you know, there was a point where, you know, all the noise and the hubbub, you know, it was nice to, you know, be headed home. Uh, I don't miss uh, the actual travel, the airport, you know, and the, uh, you know, the misery of, you know, getting from point A to point B sometimes at all. Uh, uh, I do miss the, you know, the excitement of, you know, being, you know, someplace uh, and seeing new things and being exposed to new ideas. And, you know, whether it was in New York or, uh, you know, going to, uh, 
Uh, we love to go to Christmas markets every year. You know, uh, 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 you know those are all canceled uh, this year. You know, I just love go- going out and seeing uh, uh, folks uh, from different cultures and seeing retail, uh, to be honest, in you know uh, uh, different parts of the world and learning from that and bringing those learnings back to back home to apply to the problems I get. You know, I had the opportunity to solve. I miss that a lot. Thank you. Uh, another spin of the wheel, because you know. And the next is Puffin. Sure. Well, to comment on the travel thing, maybe uh, to make it easier on you, we could call our friend Brian Laney over and uh, get him uh, to bring in his uh, his Cessna over and uh, pick you up, take you wherever you want to go. Does Brian? Does Brian have a? Does Brian? Is Brian a pilot? I didn't know. Yeah, he is. Brian Brian took me up in his uh, in his plane. That's right. I did not. I did not know that. Uh, It'll make make travel for you a little bit easier. Brian was one of the one of the partners that I got to travel with. You know, I you know I sat at the bar uh, with Brian in Sydney, Australia, and you know had you know some great conversations yeah. about uh, 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 retail. You you know the funny thing is is we met Brian at that same e commerce USA show that we were just talking about the everything being torn down around us, and all you got to do is pay him in hot sauce, Scott, and I think you're fine. So. I'm going to give you, I'll give you two stories about that show, by the way, you know, yeah. besides the, the, besides the teardown story. Yeah. First of all, uh, uh, you know, how it was sold to us to come yeah. was under false pretenses because Agreed, it was yes. sold to be a retail innovation show. Yeah. And when we got there, yep. it was mostly trucking was, and logistics. It was yep. all last mile. The yeah, whole yeah, thing yeah, was last yeah, mile. Yep. Yeah. It was, it was a lot about trucking and, yep. and, and, and warehouse logistics. And the second part of it was, you know, I went there because they offered me a keynote speaking spot, which it, I did. I did do a keynote speech. It was the very last one of the conference. Uh, uh, there were about twelve people left, uh, 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 you know, at the conference by the time all I delivered that or? speech. Yeah, all truckers. Yeah, no, they, uh, you know, because everybody else had, you know, headed the th- three-hour trip to the Atlanta airport, you know, from the conference site. They'd all long bailed. <laughs> Wow. Uh, well, I'm happy Brian uh, sh- <laughs> chauffeured you over. Uh, there's no chance we would have gotten you for the first time in any other environment, <laughs> especially. I mean, especially if, this was like five years ago, right? I mean, this is when we were relatively new as a as a podcast. I was well, pretty new as a as a retail the retail innovation guy, to be honest. You know, that was, I had just started that journey, so. Uh, you know, oh, here we here we thought here we thought at the time you were someone special. You know, yeah. it, it's funny because uh, that gives me a lot of context for our conversation <laughs> there. Realizing you had just come off of the twelve people disappointing <laughs> keynote, and we were we were your saving grace at the moment for some value. So it was a lot more. It, the, the conversation I had with you guys was a lot more fun than most of the rest <laughs> of the time I had there. I will tell you, okay. that's good. Well, that's well, what we well, did. Well, uh, look, uh, to to get to the, the personal question, I, I don't even know what to ask you at this point. We've gone through quite a journey in the last four or five years. Um, I would say like, getting a little bit more context to you, look, you went through a pretty large career shift, right? Um, you know, let's say that you were uh, comfortably building inside of a large brand and, uh, and now you are, um, you know, kind of on the other side of things. I'm wondering if there's a similar analogy or a similar time in your life, even looking back to childhood in which, um, you know, you made a large transition, um, and it's accelerated your personal growth. You know, if if I think back, uh, you know, across my career, it's, it's pretty long. I'm, 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 I'm actually, you know, I think I, I got my first IT job in 1985, maybe 86, something like that. Uh, so quite a while back. Were, were uh, you in like uh, next to the janitor's closet? That's where they, they kept the IT guys? I was working in the computer lab at the local community college. Uh, and I uh, was the night lab instructor, which, uh, and, and, you know, essentially that, that little job, which actually was a pretty good job. I, I actually really enjoyed the job. Uh, uh, you know, just led to this string of one job to the next, to the next. Like, you know, I met the CFO that was taking a night class, uh, and he hired me to come, you know, be, uh, uh, the IT guy for this kind of 500 consultant, uh, uh, uh firm, uh, that was in Dallas and to, and to automate their accounting and, and their billing, uh, system. So I sort of learned all that from scratch and, you know, started, you know, reporting, you know, reporting to the C-suite, uh, uh, and, and that, 
in turn led to the a consulting company I hired to help me and that job hired me from them. Uh, and I spent almost 15 years with those guys uh, going out and doing, you know, kind of IT uh, consulting for small and medium sized businesses, uh, uh, which morphed into a training career. I had a long stint where I was out teaching things like Unix system administration and shell programming. And, uh, you know, this, you know, kind of, uh, 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 I, I was teaching five or 600, you know, people a year, uh, you know, on these kind of heavy duty IT administration things, which led to a business intelligence job uh, uh, where I, uh, you know, was delivering BI, uh, both BI training and BI services uh, to companies, which led to a two-week engagement at Neiman Marcus, uh, uh, which turned into a 16-year career there uh, that ended up as head of innovation. So, you know, I feel like my entire career has been those personal transformations that you were alluding to, yeah. uh, uh, you know, every step of the way. Now, that reminds me a lot of uh, a conversation I had with Bon and Bo, um, uh, who is, uh, you know, most notably, he's no longer the CMO over at Mondelez or Kraft Brands, but uh, he started off with uh, building uh, some automation for, um, you know, a, a, an accounting firm as well. So that's, uh, it, it's amazing where life could take you. Uh, did a lot of that come to you or you you sought out kind of the next opportunity? I, no, it came to me. You know, I think it was... Uh... Take, you know, take what's in front of you right now and be the best you can be at it. Uh, and, you know, uh, the folks you're working with will notice and the next opportunity, you know, will come, you know, in hand. You know, I think that's my at least that's how it worked for me. So, Scott, if uh, if someone wants to learn more, connect with you, talk strategy, uh, offer you a plane ride, whatever it may be, how can they reach out and connect? Please do uh, offer me a plane ride. Uh, uh, the uh, uh, you know, my uh, my email is uh, uh, one way uh, to do it. Uh, uh, I assume that will be available somewhere on however you get to this uh, podcast. Scott at powerfront.com. Uh, feel free to reach out to me there, uh, and I'm very prolifically active on LinkedIn. Uh, uh, as well and easy to find uh, uh, on LinkedIn. And, you know, I, I check my Twitter feed pretty regularly as well. Uh, the only thing I'm not doing a whole lot of lately is Facebook. I have to, t you know, I, to, to be honest, I sort of, uh, uh, you know, took umbrage to some of the, the, the political stuff that was going on around there and have sort of uh, avoided Facebook as of late. Yeah, Facebook buys LinkedIn. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do, so... <laughs> uh anyway. microsoft bought them right microsoft bought linkedin i thought yeah, yeah. it was just, it yeah. was just a joke it was just a joke so uh all right well thank you so much scott ammons uh what a great and productive and insightful conversation as always i uh, really appreciate it uh best of luck with your current journey and and your missions uh i hope that they they pay off in every possible way that you you hope so uh, th thanks for returning. Always fun uh, to talk to you guys. And uh, uh, I'm always open to conversations. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. All right. That's it for this episode of Fashion is Your Business. We're so grateful uh, for you joining us uh, for this time. And we'll see you next week. Until then, for Pavin. Shake it easy. I'm Mark Rico. Have a great day. Bye-bye. This has been Fashion Is Your Business, produced by Mouth Media Network, copyright 2020. Keep in touch on Instagram and Facebook at Mouth Media Network and find prior episodes at fashionisyourbusiness.com and wherever the best podcasts are found. Thank you for listening.